0: Seminary was that if you can't remember the second point, go back to the first point and hopefully that'll trigger that second point. So he remembered that, he went back and he said, Behold, I come quickly. And it wouldn't come. And so he's in his mind, he's going, Oh my goodness. And so he, he stressed it even again Behold, I come quickly. Nothing. So he's got, Oh, I just really have to emphasize it, and maybe it's going to happen. So with everything he had, he says, Behold, I come quickly, went to the edge of the step, fell over in all of his exuberance, right into a lady's lap. (laughs) And he said, I am so sorry. She said, Don't worry about it, honey. You warned me three times. (laughs) Well, that's not the behold I've come quickly that we're talking about today. In fact, those are Jesus' words. And they're wonderful words. They are words that I try, and I don't do it every day, but I try to think about every day. And I want to leave you all with the encouragement of this passage in 1 Thessalonians. It doesn't necessarily say, behold, I come quickly, but Paul does lay it all out very clearly. You see, the church at Thessalonica uh, was expecting Jesus to come any moment. I think probably every generation has thought Jesus would come in their lifetime. I, for one, feel that way. Um, These Thessalonians felt that way. But there were some concerns. What about our our loved ones and our friends, our brothers and sisters in Christ that have already died? They were just kind of confused. And so Paul, before he finishes this first letter, takes a few moments and just breaks it all down. And basically, you could, you could sum all this up by saying, see you later. That's the one comfort that I find as a Christian. That we never have to say to another Christian, we never have to say goodbye. We're the only people, and I realize this, we are the only people in the world that never has to say goodbye. It's us. It's it's believers. It's Christians. And we know, especially after I read this passage and and another passage, you'll see very clearly why we don't have to say goodbye. And that's what I want to talk about today. Because frankly, I don't like goodbyes. I remember when my dad died back in 94, and God gave me the privilege to talk to him 15 minutes before he died. Um... Well, We talked for about 15 minutes, and then about 15 minutes later, he died. And that was a chance for me to say I love you one more time. We planned on playing golf down in Madisonville, where I'm headed. Uh, He actually preached six miles from where I'm going to preach. So it's kind of like going home, Um, but um, didn't get to play golf. I thought about playing golf in heaven, but... (laughs) You know that's going to be kind of strange because if everything is perfect, even if you had a 600-yard par five, and I mean, non-golfers may not know what that means, but it means you got five shots to get it in the hole at 600 yards. But heaven being perfect, you can get a hole in one every time. All 18, you're going to walk out of there with 18 because you got a hole in one every day. It's perfect. You want to go fishing? That's fine. You're going to catch a 17-pound bass every time or bigger. I'll be yeah, me too. (laughs) Y'all come out to Kentucky. We got some ten pounders out here out there. But you know what's so awesome is God does a wonderful job at just helping us to understand we really don't have to say goodbye. So unless you're not a Christian, don't tell me goodbye today. Tell me, see you later. Because that's what I'm going to be saying to all of you. we well. So I want us to look at this passage over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And then we're going to look at just, just three reasons. There's many. But we're just going to look at three reasons why Christians don't need to say goodbye. Let's pray. And then we'll look at this passage together. Father, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for your love. Your patience with us for being Abba Father, which means our daddy, for loving us so much that you gave your only son so that we might have an eternity with you, with Christ, with the Holy Spirit, and with one another. (laughs) You're truly awesome, God. And we love you. I just pray for any of us that might have doubts or not understand that you would make it clear today that you would be the message and the messenger and that you would help all of us lead today with, with hope and with assurance that we never have to say goodbye. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for making it all possible through Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Well, let's start there at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, down through 18. Amen. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead of Christ will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one each other with these words. Now, the first reason Christians don't say goodbye is because our hope is in Christ Jesus. Our hope is in Christ. And we see that in verses 13 through 15. Now, as I was saying earlier, the Thessalonians didn't fully understand all of this. and there was, there was some despair in their hearts. They were confused. And, and so Paul just took some time to, to explain the, the order of things as, as revealed to him through the Holy Spirit. And Paul is saying, I don't want you to grieve like the rest of the world. The rest of the world should grieve because they have nothing to hope. But we have hope. So don't grieve like they do. Now, he's not saying uh, don't grieve. He is not saying that. Grief is very much a part of our human emotion, part of our life. If you haven't gone through grief yet, uh, you will at some point in time. Uh, chances are good. Uh, when my dad did die back in 94, I was putting on some fishing clothes, actually, because I talked to him, and uh, a church that I preached at several years ago had closed its doors, and I was just heartsick about that. So I knew dad would. Bring the right comfort, and so I I went to him, and I talked to him, and um, he said, Steve, how's your weather up there? He was down in Kentucky. I was up in Indiana. I said, it's a beautiful spring day. He said, I go put your fishing jeans on and get that old ragged T-shirt, and you just drown you some worms. I don't care if you catch any fish, but you're no good to anybody in ministry today. You just let God comfort you while you're fishing. I said, that's a good plan. I'm glad I called you. Never got to go fishing that day. I had just put the old fishing, smelly jeans on, and my mom called and said, something's happened to your dad. Get here as soon as you can. What mom didn't tell me is that dad had already gone to be with the Lord. And um, so I didn't get that chance uh, to play golf. But uh, that's okay. That's okay. I grieved for a couple of years. I still miss enduring. I had a little cry this week just thinking about Dad. That. And that's okay. That's okay. That's part of our human makeup. And, and tears are good. They're healthy. I will be very healthy with, <laughs> with all the tears that I've shed in the last few weeks. But it's good for us. It truly is truly is. So Paul's saying don't, not." he's not saying don't grieve, but believers have hope even in death. Now, I, I, uh, I don't know where Woody Allen uh, stands with the Lord. Um, and I'm not going to say any more than that, but I don't know where he stands with the Lord. But he did say this once. He said, it's not that I'm afraid to die. <coughs> I just don't want to be there when it happens. Well, <laughs> But you know, for us that have hope, it's no big deal. Because do you realize that Paul says to be absent from the body, to be absent from this world is to be present with God? It's a win-win situation. That's why we don't have to say goodbye. That's why we can say even to God, see you later. And live each day. Live each day in expectation. Live each day as if he is going to come. We need to realize that, that for Christians, death is graduation. We're in that season of the year. Graduations are happening all over, from colleges and soon-to-be high schools and on and on and on. We need to realize that for us, death, leaving this world, leaving this body, is graduation. and Being present with the Lord. So I want to share something. Because our hope, is in Christ and because Christ is alive and because of all the promises in God's word about him coming for us, meeting him in the air, hope lives. Everything around you may crumble. The economy seems to, some, depending on who you listen to, says it's getting better. Others say it's not. Politicians say one thing and something else happens. It's hard to, put trust in them. On and on and on. Everything around us seems to almost be in a, in a despair type of situation. But not for us. Hopeless. If you are an immersed believer in Jesus Christ and he is Lord and Savior, your hope is A-OK. And we have a lot to look forward to. Let me just prove that to you by going back to the Gospel of John now I have, uh, I have shared this passage with you countless times I, I honestly have forgotten how many times I have shared John 14 verses 1 through 3 um, Jesus is um, getting ready to leave his disciples and he knows exactly what's going to happen and he knows they need comfort. And as you read on through this chapter, you will find that there will be a comforter provided. His name is the Holy Spirit. But to begin with, Jesus says to the disciples, do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. I love this verse. In my Father's house are many rooms. Now, the old King James has many mansions, and I, happen to, I like that one. <laughs> Because I'm never going to have a mansion this side of heaven, so I'm like, oh, wow, cool. In In my Father's house are many rooms. And if it were not so, I would have told you I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And remember, Jesus was a carpenter, He's going to prepare a place. And then this verse is amazing. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. That you also may be where I am. Wow. That is absolutely incredible. There's every reason to hope. Now, let me ask you something, a very pointy question. I'm going to get some pointy questions in today. Do you have this hope within you? Are you ready? Are you sure? If Jesus were to come this afternoon, would you be ready? Are you where you need to be in your walk with the Lord so that when that trumpet sounds, everything that I read from our, our passage in First Thessalonians, that it would come to pass. <clears throat> don't leave without the hope that Jesus gives us in John 14. If you don't have that hope, don't leave today without it. Now, a second reason that Christians don't say goodbye is we will meet in the air. We see that in verse 16 and 17. Let me just go back over and read that again. I, I love these verses. Verse 16, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Wow. Now there is a Christian home up in Wisconsin that <coughs> ministers to those that, that have uh, mental issues and, and physical issues as well. But uh, emphasis is on the, the mental issues and, and problems. And being a Christian home, they they emphasize and they they share this passage often with with the, the, the people there. And and one of the house parents reported uh, at one time that we can't keep our windows clean. And they said, "Well, why not?" And he said, "Well, we share this story, and every day these people go to the window." and they stick their faces right up against the window pane, their hands up against it, and they're looking up in expectation that Jesus is going to come going to meet him in the air. Now, I'm telling you what. That, if, if that's mental, you know, honestly, that's awesome. What an attitude. How awesome it would be if, if our windows were all... Messy because we are, you know, looking, anticipating. Now, if you're one of those that like everything spotless all the time, just keep your little squirt bottle of cleaner in your pocket, and you look, and you anticipate, and, you you know, you clean again until you go back, and, then, and you know, you keep it clean. But, man, I hope you go many, many, many times, and you don't even have to go to the window. Just be in an attitude of prayer, an attitude of, of, of just saying, Lord, I I want... I want, I can't wait until I meet you in the air, until you introduce me to God the Father. Oh, if we had that attitude, it would be absolutely amazing. Now, this whole phrase here, of uh, meeting Christ in the air, comes from... Uh, a Greek word, which is, and I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, if we have some Greek experts uh, shout out if I pronounce it wrong. It's harpazo or something like that. Harpazo? I don't know. Um, but close to that. That's, that's the, the way I would say it. Um, and the interesting thing with this word is transliterated into uh, Latin, and from that we get the word repto or rapto where we get our word rapture. So rapture, the word is not used in the Bible, but oh my, the concept is there. I mean, it's everything that Paul is describing here in 1 Thessalonians chapter four. And this word has a multiple meanings and, and descriptions, I guess would be a better term, of what this uh, harpozo rapto means. And, and let me just give you these. It's to carry away speedily. Well, yep, yeah, that's in there. To claim for one's own self. Jesus is coming. The groom is coming for his bride. The next is to move to a new place. Oh yeah, heaven. No place like it. And finally, to rescue from danger. You know the one that will not go? The one that will not be a part of that rapture, that rapture, that great speedily taking away? The old devil. He ain't going nowhere but farther down. That's all he's got. He has no hope of going to heaven. So the moment that we hear that trumpet, the enemy will never be an issue again. That's one reason I say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. I'm sick of the enemy. I'm sick of him getting victory in my life. And I'm doing better. But there's still a long ways to go. And I think we're probably all in that same boat. But it truly is encouraging that we are going to have this great reunion. And thus, we as Christians, we as believers, never have to say goodbye. It is truly, see you later. And you know, the neat thing is, you will see Christians who have died before you, loved ones, brothers and sisters in Christ, there go first and we will meet them in the air and so I'll be honest, first one I'm going to look for is my dad. I you know, I have to be honest. But then I'm going to start looking around for people from Cordon Christian Church, my first ministry, and then those from Oakland City Christian Church in, Indi- in Oakland City, Indiana. And then those from Shaker Prairie Christian Church in, in Indiana. And, and those from right here, Williamsburg Christian Church. And Morton's Gap as well as I leave for there tomorrow. <coughs> But I'm going to be looking for those that I know, and maybe we can wave and, and, and share together. And, and I'll say this, I'm glad to say this now. Uh, several friends of mine, preacher friends of mine, we were talking one day, and we're scattered all over the country. And we're like, well, how are we going to see each other? We want to see each other, and so we decided that we're going to meet at the Eastern Gate. So, you know, we're just planning on all this meeting at the Eastern Gate. If we don't see each other somewhere between now and then, and we'll just, man, it'll be a grand reunion. We'll spend, I don't know, several thousand, Lord, 7,000 years worshiping our Lord and Savior and and the Holy Spirit. And then we can just go about and, and get caught up on everything and go back and worship the Lord and go together and worship the Lord. and Man, there's going to be praise music and wonderful, wonderful music in heaven. It's going to be truly, truly awesome. But I'm so excited that we will all see Jesus. I don't care if you're uh, Japanese or Chinese in that part of the world or if you're on the east coast of America. The amazing thing is we will all see Jesus. I have to do this one more time. I'm sorry, but i got to do it one more time. All means all. all. Yes, don't forget that. <laughs> all means all. We will all see Jesus in the air. He is that big. He is that big. And uh, whew, it's going to be awesome. But let me give you an order here of what we see here in First Thessalonians. In verse 16, Jesus will come down from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. That's where the soul and the body. Because when when we die, we are we are in the Lord's presence to be absent. From the bodies to be present with the Lord. So I truly believe once we breathe our last breath on this earth, our next breath is in the presence of the Lord. That's where the soul will go. But there's going to be a reunion of soul and body. And you're thinking, oh man, I was hoping for a new body. Well, wait a minute, I'll, I'll get to that. I'm waiting for one too, six two and skinny. But <laughs> but, but there's going to be. That, that connection of soul and body. And, and then we that remain, we that are still alive, we're going to meet them in the air. And if you've lost loved ones that are dear to you, you, you know, again, we're going to be looking around. I guarantee it. And, and we're going to meet each other in the air. And then we are all going to be ushered with Christ leading the way right to the presence of God. Now there's a key question I must ask. Another one of those challenging questions, and it's simply this: Are you prepared for the trip? <clears throat> Are you prepared for the trip? And here's why I have to say that. I truly believe, and I can't. I have no idea how many people I've had the opportunity to share this with since I've been here. But. Uh, it's very simple, you, you must believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. You must repent of your sins, that means turn away go the opposite direction. <laughs> you must confess Jesus as Lord, that's why when somebody comes down his all, we'll we always go through the great confession with one another. You must be baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you must live faithfully the life that God has called us to live. Every one of these events, every one of these processes took place every single time we see a conversion in the New Testament. Every time. And so it's important that we we do that. But if you've not done that, please, I don't wanna say goodbye. I might not even know you. We have several guests and we certainly welcome our guests Please do stay for the day. We got lots and lots of food, I'm sure. We always do. But even as a guest, or if you've been coming for a while and, and you've not made this decision, let today be the day. Not because it's my last Sunday. No, because we don't have a guarantee of tomorrow. We don't have a guarantee of this afternoon and evening. So let today be the day. Let today be the day that we will make our commitment to the Lord so that we will be ready for the trip. And then when that trumpet sounds, oh my goodness, we will be ushered into his presence. We have so much, so much to look forward to. One other reason that we never have to say goodbye is we will be with the Lord forever. Now let me take you to another passage, another favorite passage of mine over in First Corinthians chapter 15. And I'm going to read verses 50 through 58. And just listen to these words. They're phenomenal words. I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Now you know what that means. The perishable, that which is spoiled, cannot become something that doesn't spoil it. It's going to spoil it. Now here we go. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. There's my six, two, and skinny right there. We will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised imperishable. No longer will the rotting rot. <laughs> There's no reason. If you, are in Lord, if you are in Christ, if you are a Christian, if you are a believer, there is no reason to be afraid. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Notice this verse. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Now you might might not ever be um, thanked in this world. It doesn't matter. You know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand on God and the principles of his word no matter what. I don't care who tries to tell you to to verge away from that. I don't care Uh, who tries to get you to, to steer away or what tries to get you to steer away. That's just the old devil working. That's the enemy trying to keep you this side of heaven. But you stand firm. And then that trumpet's going to sound. We are going to be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye in a flash. And I don't even know. I think to change, honestly, all the imperfections that we have, that's why I'm going to be 6'2 and skinny. All all these imperfections are going to leave and it's just going to make me taller and thinner. But all the imperfections will be changed and we will put on the perfection that God wants us to have, that God needs us to have to be residents of heaven. Don't try to do it yourself. It'll never happen. But you let the Lord do it. And all oh mine, miraculously, it will happen. We go. There is no more pain. There is no more sorrow. There is no more agony. There is no more defeat. There are no more enemies. Again, that minute, the, the second that trumpet sounds, the devil is gone from you forever and ever and ever. You'll never be influenced by him again, ever. That in itself is like I'm trying to get a head start because I'm sick of it. All these things. There'll be no packing? Yes! (laughs) Because we're just going as we are. And God will make all the changes on the way. And they're going to be eternal and wonderful as we will be with the Lord, with Christ, with the Holy Spirit, with one another for all eternity. So I want you to be encouraged that it's not goodbye. Not at all. It is seen later. It is seen later. And of all the things that I'm anticipating going to Kentucky and uh, becoming my mom's minister, thats <laughs> that's scaring me a little bit, um, I'm so excited that even after that, the best is still, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. I know you all know the story. Keep your fork. And so keep your fork. So that when that time comes, we will be in the Lord's presence. And if we happen to, again, to miss each other, don't forget that Easter gate, and we'll catch up. And we'll be together for all eternity. Now, in in a little while, We are gonna We're gonna be part. But it's just a little walk over to each other do. Amen? Amen. Amen? But it's only if Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of your life. That's the only way I can give you that promise because that's what the Bible says, not what I say. And I don't want to have to say goodbye to anybody. And so I just I I will say this. um, I uh, I've got a lot to do uh, yet today and tonight (coughs) before I can leave at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, And I'll get her done. But Please, and I mean this with all my heart, <clears throat> if you are not sure about your relationship with Christ, your eternity with Christ, will you call me or will you stop 102 King Henry Way right off of Old Town Road right by the Prime Outlets? Go to the Prime Outlets and I'm three blocks away. I can look at my bedroom window and see the Prime Outlets. People say, wow, I say yuck. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, come by call me and say, Steve, I need to talk to you. I promise you I will drop what I'm doing because there's nothing, listen, there's nothing more important to me in all this life than to see you again in heaven. Nothing. And I mean that with every ounce. There's a lot of ounces. Every ounce of what I am, who I am. So please feel free to do that. Now, I might have you pack a box while we're talking, but that's not (laughs) But let's just make sure. Church, I want you to do one thing. You've done it wonderfully for seven years, and I know you did it before I got here. Continue to be a one another church. Continue to meet the needs of one another. Hold each other accountable. Ask each other, hey, Got any face prints in your windows this week? I hope so. I hope every day there is anticipation. Perhaps today, my favorite little pin that my dad wore almost every Sunday on his suit lapel was a trumpet. And on top of the trumpet it said perhaps, and on the bottom of the trumpet it said today. And I I think that's a great way to wake up. (laughs) A great way to wake up. Perhaps today so here it is if you need Christ in your life if you have not been immersed for the forgiveness of your sins if if you have not followed all of that whole process then then let it happen today and again it has nothing to do with me it's because we're not guaranteed tomorrow and so let it happen today. So that at the end of this day, I can wait one more time and simply say, see you later. Say that with me, would you? See you later. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. And if the Lord is speaking to your heart, maybe even you've been a Christian, but you, you really haven't been prepared for the trip. You've gotten caught up in stuff, Martin, the things of this world. Well, if that be the case, then you you may well just want to rededicate your life this morning. Or maybe an immersed believer, you've been a, attending here for a while, and you want to be a part of the fellowship. Well, that would be great. So whatever the Holy Spirit is convicting you to do, that's all of us, just make sure that we are living every day in full expect- expectancy of Jesus coming back. And we meeting him in the air, perhaps today you.